Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. Which group of women in their 50s is potentially at the most financial risk? Well, believe it or not, it's those who are married and in a dual-income household. You'd think married women with a stable income would be the least at risk. But today we're going to talk about why that isn't necessarily true. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak. I'm happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he is the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. And Pat, I'm looking forward to our discussion today. First, let me just real quickly welcome you back. I hope all is well with you. Yeah, I'm doing good, and uh, I'm excited by the topic, too. Yeah, it's just something that I, I think a lot of people don't always understand when we think about who does face some significant risks heading into retirement. I found this report from Prudential, Pat, that says 46% of women in their 50s who are married and in two-income households are at risk of being unable to maintain their standard of living in retirement. And I, I think that's crazy that it's the women who are in marriages with two incomes. Why are these women at greater financial risk? Yeah, I think there's a few reasons, Jen, and, and you're right. This is kind of, it's a little I, I don't know if shocking is the right word, but it's definitely not what you would think, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely right. out of the out of the norm and um, gets your attention. And you know, when when you kind of break it down, you start thinking about a few different things. First of all, if you have uh, if you are a married woman uh, versus a single woman in your fifties. I think that the single woman realizes they have a very clear idea of, hey, I've got to figure this out myself. Um, so maybe there's a there's a sense of security, certainly um, when you're married. And then sometimes, of course, that can be a false sense of security, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about, you know, the fact that you have two people working towards a common goal, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are more on your way there. And so I think that's number one. That ties into um, the fact that, more often than not, a two-income household makes more money, but they're not they're not always saving more, and sometimes they're saving less. Um, so that's that's just a reality of that type of circumstance. The mm-hmm. the final thing that I'll mention then is there's a real burden when you are uh, in a in a marriage, um, and let's say you're retired, and then one person passes away. That's a financial burden. There's a you know, a, sometimes a small change in expenses, but a major change in income uh, when you factor in all the various income sources you might have in retirement, which we'll dig into on the show today. But just kind of as a starting point, those are a few thoughts that I have. And, you know, Pat, when we talk about women getting close to retirement, a lot of times women put the needs of others before their own, their their kids, their parents, their spouse. This this just happened the other day, Pat. I had my little lunch all ready to go to, to walk <laughs> out the door and I'm making my coffee. And my 17-year-old comes flying upstairs because she slept in. She does not really have time to eat breakfast. And so, and she doesn't have time to make her lunch. So what do I do? Here's my protein bar. Here's my lunch. (laughs) Goodbye. And then I'm standing in the kitchen with a cup of coffee going, well, now I I don't have lunch anymore. But this is just... (laughs) This is just what we do. How does that, on the grander scale, besides depriving myself of lunch, how does this affect our ability to protect ourselves and our own future? Well, that's so true, Jen, and it is, um, it's a reality. And of course, we're talking in generalizations here on the show. It's not every single human being. Sure. But um, generally speaking, women are uh, much more giving and much more empathetic, and men are much more selfish. And um, I don't think most men would be offended by that. I think that's just reality. Um, I, I like to think of myself as a fairly generous and empathetic person, but I can tell you in our house, our little girls, they know if they're if they're trying to eat off of somebody's plate or something like that, mommy's going to be a lot more flexible with that than daddy's going to be. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Because you have your own corner of the pantry, as you told me. I, I do, absolutely. <laughs> there, is, there is dad's section of the pantry 
country and and yeah be, beware okay that is <laughs> now it doesn't mean i'm not willing to share but i just need to make sure i've got the appropriate stockpile you know right. if you take the last of something that's that's a major major problem um but uh you know when i think about this topic i just think jen this is one of those things they don't teach you in financial planning school but holy cow it is just reality it is you know men can you know they can focus on their investments and they can be focused on man i want to be a millionaire or whatever and women are so connected they're so involved with their families with their friends they're empathetic they're worried about others they're giving to others and those are all incredible and valuable uh traits uh but the point of the topic today is that that can harm you down the road and it's not that we don't want our clients to and our listeners to be kind and giving people but we want to make sure that they're also not putting themselves in a problematic situation in the future so pat it goes against our instincts that's why it's such a challenge here so what can we do to give ourselves a better outcome in retirement well, I think, you know, of course, everyone's circumstances are different. But if you if you take a situation with a married couple, um, the first thing that we find is most Americans are just not saving enough. Um, they say the average uh, 401k savings rate for a two-income household is 4.9%. Um, in most families, that's just not going to cut it. That's not going to be enough to accumulate the nest egg that you need. And, of course, this varies, right? It varies on lifestyle. It varies on whether you have, you know, a pension benefit or not. It, it varies based on how much your social security benefits are being, but we're being, in broad terms, it's probably not enough. So saving more is one thing. The second thing I'm, I'm always going to say is plan more. Uh, most people don't have a retirement plan. They have no idea how they're going to generate their income. So by having a plan and knowing where you stand, that can give you a tremendous amount of confidence. And then the third one, my wife would laugh hysterically when I say this, but it's so true, is you got to talk more. Most of the time, in a lot of couples I know, um, the guy just kind of you know has the blinders on and looks straightforward and, and the, their wives are trying to talk through things. Things. That happens sometimes in my house, um, not with retirement planning, thank you, but uh, certainly in some topics. And uh, it's so important to have those conversations. And, um, you know, most of the men that I know that are friends of mine, that are clients of mine, that are married, um, they take their role as provider very seriously and they don't want to harm their, their wife. They want to love their wife and take care of them and protect them. And if there's a gap in the plan, um, talking about it is a way to solve that problem. And so uh, one of the reasons people come to see us, Jen, is it gives you an, an impartial party so you can have safe conversations if you're married. Um, that's an opportunity so it's not as difficult if it's just one-on-one uh, -on -one and, and maybe feels combative. So uh, one of the things that we offer is a um, no-cost, no-obligation financial review, and it's an opportunity to sit with our one of our retirement planners and talk through where you stand. It's a great opportunity to have an independent person to help bounce these ideas off of. Of. To take advantage of that review, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's a first step to building a, a custom-built retirement plan with one of our planners. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call 803-9-RETIRE. And when you're looking at your phone, if it's easier to just hear the numbers, 803-973-8473. That's 803-973-8473. Or as Pat said, an easy way to remember that is 803-9-RETIRE. You're listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak alongside Pat. As we talk about some of the challenges that women face heading into retirement, Pat, most of the time, spouses aren't going to die at the same time. One is probably going to outlive the other. And a lot of times it is the woman who will outlive her husband. Again, not in every single case, but that does happen quite a bit. How do you make sure the income will continue for the surviving spouse, no matter which one outlives the other? Yeah, I was actually speaking uh, recently up at uh, uh, Clemson at their Financial Planning Association, and hmm. they asked me to speak to the students that were in that major, and I, I was kind of putting together a talk on the most critical aspects of retirement planning. And this was one of the topics. Um, and so when I was thinking about an income plan, none of us loves to think about getting sick or passing away early, right? So we're all thinking about being alive together. So that's always part of the plan, yeah. but we have to think about everything else. So one of the, so there's really three things I was thinking of. One is inflation, or will I, I like to say compounding inflation, because it's the effect of it over time that affects you. So we have to make sure we're, we're protecting your lifestyle over time. The second piece is longevity, of course. If we look a long time. And of course, on average, that often is the woman who, who lives longer. And then the third piece is survivorship. And all that means is if either spouse passes away, 
things change. So what's the plan for when that happens? Um, in a lot of cases, one piece of income might stop or it might get cut in half. We just have to have a plan for how to deal with that when that happens. And by having a plan in place, then you can really uh, lay your head down against the pillow at night and feel comfortable knowing that you're prepared. God forbid something like that happens. Pat, for, for the women who are listening right now, perhaps they've been working with someone or their, their husband has been working with someone. If she doesn't think she's being adequately represented in her family's financial plans, what should she do? Well, we see this all the time, Jen, and it can be either working with with a financial professional or not. Uh, it could be just a discussion inside the household. And, um, you know, it's very simple that uh, talking to a retirement planner is a simple solution to that. And it goes back to what we talked about a few minutes ago with just the simple benefit of having another party there to talk through it. Uh, but, of course, the other piece is actually... Uh, those basic steps of having a plan. I mean, part of if you are, let's say, take, for example, a married couple and they're in their mid 50s. And if the wife doesn't feel represented about the finances, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess they're like most of America. And then they, they don't have a retirement plan. They don't have an income plan. Well, of course, you know, you're not represented because there's not a lot there, right? You're, you're just kind of, I always say you have the blinders on, you're saving and you're accumulating. But when you get into your 50s and early 60s, that's when that transitionary time happens where you start saying, holy cow, I need to get serious about about this. We need to figure out how we're actually going to retire. That's the tremendous opportunity to sit down with someone and talk through these items. And that's the power of what we call the five-step retirement review. And it's the reason we offer it absolutely no cost and no obligation. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Just mention the Save Your Retirement radio show to take advantage of one of the spots on our schedule at 803-9-RETIRE retire. If you're a woman, chances are you've spent at least some time out of the workforce caring for your children, maybe even your parents. But your role as caregiver comes at a price. And we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Stay with us. You define your future. You have choices. You can choose to be the author of your own life story. We all know the stock market is like a casino. You put your money down and you hope you win. But there's so many things beyond your control. When it comes to your money and your retirement, there are things that you can do to help protect yourself. Finding the right financial advisor, somebody who puts your interests first and helps you build a plan that takes into account what might happen with financial markets is an example of you choosing to be prepared. Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialist have helped hundreds of individuals and families plan for retirement. Economics and politics, they're beyond your control. But making a call to plan for those things is a choice you can make today. Call Preservation Specialists at 803-9-RETIRE. Choose to be prepared. 803-9-RETIRE. Rembeck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment Advisory Services off of Kalos Capital Inc. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. I'm happy to be here today alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He's the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. And I'm glad he's here with me today as we talk about some of the challenges that women face heading into retirement. If you're a woman, chances are you've spent at least some time out of the workforce acting as a caregiver. Maybe it was for your children. Maybe it was for your parents, perhaps another relative who needed your care. But your role as caregiver comes at a price, especially when it comes to your earnings record and your Social Security benefits. And that's something, Pat, that I think is important. A 2018 nationwide survey found that women have an uphill battle when it comes to retirement and when it comes to planning and maximizing their Social Security benefits. On average, the study said women are spending 10 years out of the workforce serving as caregivers. And I wonder if you could talk about how this could impact their Social Security benefits down the road. Yeah, Jen, this has a, a massive impact financially, and Social Security is a big area, but not the only one. So there's an obvious effect on Social Security because your Social Security benefits are calculated based on the number of years you uh, are in the system and then the amount of money that you make. Now, that's 
an oversimplification because, mm-hmm. you know, the more you dive into Social Security, you realize it's it's just a mind-bogglingly complicated system, mm-hmm. you know, how that all works. But the bottom line is 10 less years in the workforce is going to have a very clear reduction in your Social Security benefits. But it's, that's compounded by the fact that, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the last few years about differences in compensation between men and women. And I've seen a couple of studies that have said the a huge portion of that difference or the vast majority of it in some cases is purely because of the lack of experience and the lack of years mm-hmm. um, at, in a position. So uh, clearly, not only are you losing the years of Social Security credits, but you're also then potentially losing these, those higher earning years because you didn't have time to kind of build up and, you know, climb the corporate ladder, if you will. So that's going to have a huge effect. And um, it's certainly not something that we can't overcome. You know, if you're a single woman or if you're married, um, there's planning that can be done. But it's just, once again, we always say, you know, we're not here to be, you know, mopey, you know. Hmm. Um, uh, Debbie Downers. You know, Debbie Downers about it. Thank you. I was trying to think, Eeyore. I was thinking of oh, Eeyore, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, no. But what we're doing is we're addressing the fact that there's an issue. And then now we want to talk about how do we resolve that. And of course, that's part of what we'll talk about today. And and one thing I just want to reiterate when you were talking about whether we are single or married, so many times we frame this in the context of women taking care of their kids. I mean, with, with my mom, she didn't work until my senior year of high school. So she spent 18 years out of the workforce before she went back in. But this is something that very much impacts single women and, you know, women who are unmarried, women who are not mothers, if they have to step out of the workforce during their peak earning years and help take care of someone else in their family. So I just think it's important to reiterate, this is something that can impact all women, even though sometimes we talk about it in the context of of women who are acting as caregivers for their children, right? Absolutely, Jen. And, you know, not only does it, it, it could be anybody, um, and it, it could be sure. anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's no, one of the most visual phrases that I've heard that, that fits so well is the sandwich generation. Uh, and we have a lot of clients, a lot of our boomer clients where, um, you know, they're trying to either get their kids through high school and college, or maybe they have young adult children that are still struggling, you know, with, you know, being financially independent. Mm -hmm. So they're helping them in a number of different ways. And then they've got uh, parents that are declining and they're, you know, struggling with either physical care for them or helping with the finances. And, um, you know, (laughs) I think of how complicated my life is right now not being part of that sandwich, you know, and just, I I have a tremendous amount of empathy for someone for going through that. And so, yeah, there's so many factors involved there that can affect your life in so many ways. So Pat, we've been talking about how time out of the workforce can have an impact on our earnings. and, And then of course, on our social security benefits, let's talk a little bit more about what to do with those benefits. Once we are done paying into that system, how can you maximize those benefits or, or, as you sometimes like to say, optimize your Social Security benefits. <laughs> Thank you for catching that, I Jen. did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I corrected myself. <laughs> yeah, well, and so uh, in, in very, as complicated as Social Security is, and there are a lot of strategies involved, maximizing it's quite simple. That just means you delay it as long as possible. So anyone can claim Social Security as early as 62, and you can delay your benefits and grow your benefits up to age 70. And then in, in that window, it's just totally up to you, uh, whatever you decide to do. So so maximizing it is the longer you delay it, the better. Um, now, optimizing it is totally different. And I, I know some of our listeners might be thinking, what on earth are you talking about? That's the same thing. Optimizing means personalizing it to you. So it's not the case that everyone should delay till age 70. That's just not true. So uh, maybe let's say you're retiring at 64 and you have a lot of income needs in the first six years and depleting your nest egg over those six years to get to age 70 for Social Security just doesn't make sense. So we can run those scenarios and try and find the right planning tools. Um, But in addition to deferring, the other point that I would make that I think is really, really critical about maximizing and optimizing is if you're married, a critical component is coordinating your benefits with your spouse. And the reason that's important is we can run those different options and make sure that hopefully you both live a long time and you can enjoy a great income from Social Security. 
But to the point of our topic today, Jen, uh, we know that a lot of times the uh, one spouse passes before the other, and a lot of times it's the husband dying first. And that means we need to have a plan that says, hey, if he passes away first, what happens to Social Security benefits? So we need to have a plan for what happens when one spouse is living and one spouse passes, and not just take that rosy scenario of, oh, we're all going we're we're to live a long time. And that's just that's not fun to do and, and talk about, but that's reality, and God forbid that happens happens to you, you're going to be so thankful that planning was done. And again, that's part of what we call our custom-built retirement plan that we build for our clients. The first step to building a plan like that is taking advantage of our five-step retirement review, which you can start by calling 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that review is available at absolutely no cost and no obligation. The number is 803-9-RETIRE. Just mention the Save Your Retirement radio show to get started at 803-9-RETIRE retire. And when you're looking at your phone, if you just want to punch those numbers in, 803-973-8473. That's 803-973-8473. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. Pat, that 2018 nationwide survey I referenced earlier said 58% of women expect Social Security to pay all of their expenses in retirement. So let's talk about that. What can we realistically expect Social Security to cover? Well, uh, that was another surprising number to me, Jen. Now, I know um, we are blessed to work with, you know, I always say our clients aren't poor and they're not rich. You know, they, they don't have, they're not trust fund babies that have tens of millions of dollars lying around and they're not penniless as far as their savings. Um, so we're, you know, we're all in the middle and not everyone is fortunate enough to have savings. So I realize that some people are living off of Social Security, uh, but certainly our clients, even if they've pulled together over their lifetime, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, they're generally looking to live off of more than Social Security. I think the, you know, typical Social Security amount for someone retiring today is in the low thousands or fifteen hundred dollars a month. And I don't know a lot of people that can live off of that amount. So um, clearly for most people, we want to make the most of their Social Security benefits, but we want to have a plan for other sources of income as well. Pat, it seems like tools like annuities get a bad rap, but I think that stems from a misunderstanding of what they are and what they do. So real quickly, what do we need to know about annuities as a possible income source? Well, the crazy thing that I've learned about annuities, Jen, and it only took me 23 years to figure this out, (laughs) (laughs) there's no term in the world of finance um, that's as, as confusing as annuity. And the reason is um, that it doesn't matter who the two people are. If two people are talking or thinking about the word annuity, I guarantee you they're thinking different things hmm. because there's so many variations of annuities. There's so many kinds. There's so many purposes of them. And so the first thing to do is when you throw the word annuity out on the table is everyone needs to stop and think about, okay, what are we talking about? And so there are all different kinds. And just for the simplicity of the time we have left in the segment, um, the point that I would make is there are types of annuities that can provide guaranteed lifetime income. And the reason that is interesting is because we just talked about uh, there's only really three places you you can get income that has any type of guarantee in in America, and that is through Social Security, through a pension, and through an annuity that has a, a, a lifetime income guarantee. Now, the question is, does that is that something you need or not? And that's where we go through how much do you want to spend in retirement and how how much do you have in those income sources? Some of our clients have plenty uh, or close to enough without having to even think about an annuity because it's just not anything that fits their financial circumstance. We have other clients that have a big gap there. They have, they have a lot of spending they want to do in retirement, but they don't have a lot of pension or social security. And an annuity is one of the few places you can fill that gap. So it's not a good or bad or, um, you know, evil or anything like that. It's just, what are the tools we have available to solve the problems that we have? And that's where we want to get down to the idea of, does an annuity even make sense? And that's all, once again, just about looking at your circumstances and helping you figure out, are you on track and can we get you where you want to go? That's all about building that custom-built retirement plan. To get started with yours, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. Just call now at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that number again is 803-9-RETIRE. 
Pat Struby is with Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside It's Natural for Women to Become Caregivers for Their Parents, Children, Even Their Spouses. That's just what moms and wives and daughters do. But what if the caregiver is the one who needs long-term care? We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. I'm happy to be here today alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He's the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. Retirewithpat.com is the website. If you'd like to learn a little bit more, one more time, retirewithpat.com. Today, we're talking about some of the challenges women face as they head into retirement. And it is natural for women to become caregivers for their parents, their children, their spouses. That's what moms and wives and daughters do. But sometimes it's the caregiver of the family who ends up needing long-term care. And that's why we need to have that planning discussion, Pat. How early should we start planning for long-term care needs? Well, to me, Jen, it's whenever you're getting serious about retirement planning, it's it, it goes right along with it. I think it's the perfect time um, because you know we talk about the five step retirement review, and there's, that, that just means there's five categories there, mm-hmm. and and the ones we talk about probably almost weekly are income planning and investment planning, and those are things that are very critical and of interest to most people planning for retirement. But the other three are important too. There's estate planning, there's tax planning, and then the area we're talking about now is kind of healthcare, long-term care, insurance, all of that planning. Um, and I always use the analogy of kind of the the sports analogy of offense and defense, uh, where you know investment planning is offense. That's like the exciting thing of like how do we make a higher return, you know? And everyone loves talking about that. But uh, defense is is doesn't usually get the glory. But you need to have an, an insurance plan for retirement and make sure that you're protected. So it's definitely important. I think the timing is very natural for when you are transitioning from that. Um, you know, most people, if you get started in saving for retirement, maybe it's in your 30s or 40s, and maybe you start putting a little bit into your 401k is a very common way to do it. Uh, certainly, there's other ways to do that as well. But for most people, it's like, let's just sock the money away, sock it away, sock it away. Retirement sounds really far away, right? Mm-hmm. And at some point for most people, um, and it depends on your personality, it could be in your late 40s or early 50s if you're more of a long-term planner, or it could be, um, I've had people do it a couple months before retirement age, <laughs> really, you know, <laughs> yeah. where they, they kind of the light bulb goes on and goes, oh, I really need to get serious about this. And that's the time to be thinking about long term care and and one of the things that I wanted to make sure to mention Jen is you know one of the one of the main things I talk about in my book save your retirement in the chapter on this is um, the reason it's important is because our healthcare system has just kind of evolved over many decades and the reality is we call it a diagnosis lottery in the sense of what's going to be covered so once you're over age 65 uh, most people generally have some type of coverage under Medicare and maybe they have a supplement of some kind if you have if you suffer from a heart attack or you have a stroke or you have some kind of major medical problem Medicare is going to cover a lot of those expenses. However, if you have a custodial care need, if you have Alzheimer's, if you uh, break your hip and you aren't able to take care of yourself, that can cost tens of thousands of dollars a year. And Medicare and health insurance are generally going to provide little to nothing. So that's the reason this is a big deal is because just that's just the way the, the system is structured. I don't think it makes any sense. I don't, I don't know that it was even planned to be that way. That's just the way it is. And so mm-hmm. we, that's why we have to have a plan. So who should be thinking about long-term care insurance and are there other options rather than that traditional long-term care coverage? Yeah, that's a great question, Jen. I, I One of the things I always say about this topic is we believe strongly that there's not a one-size-fits-all solution. So it really uh, that it really goes along with our, our philosophy of custom building a retirement plan is we need to think about this based on your circumstances. So who should consider it? The first step there is it's going to be one of those where my answer is most of us in the middle, which I mean, if you've never saved anything for retirement, there's a system called Medicaid, uh, which is designed to help cover care uh, in your circumstances. And if you have have multiple millions of dollars in your nest egg, uh, you probably can self-insure. So it's mm-hmm. really up to you. It's it's kind of a return on investment if you even want to get insurance for something like this. So this is really something for those of us in the middle. And I'll say, Jen, I've seen it. I've seen a major switch here during my career. Um, I had even in my 
early to mid 20s, I had clients that were well into retirement, they would look at long term care insurance, and they were really thinking of it as how do we protect everything we've worked so hard for, so it gets passed down to our kids, so a nursing mm-hmm. home doesn't get that money, right. Mm-hmm. And now many of our clients are coming to us when they're 60 or 63 or 65. They're not thinking about what ha- goes down to the kids, they're thinking about how they get good care and how their spouse is protected. Mm-hmm. That's really what that's all about. So, um, so it really matters kind of where you stand financially, it matters what your biggest concerns are. So that's kind of the first step of that question. And then um, you kind of threw on an add-on question there, Jen, that's a really big one, which is yeah. what are the other options? Uh-huh. Um, so the major problem with long-term care insurance is that the way that insurance area is structured is the companies can raise premiums if the state allows it. Um, so all they have to do is show that they've had higher expenses than they than they anticipated and premiums are going to go up. Well, that's a huge problem for anybody, but it's a real big problem if you are on a fixed income in retirement. So most uh, most people that are heading towards retirement right now are actually not buying traditional long-term care insurance. So what are the solutions? The two most common ones that we look at are uh, we have some clients that look to actually a life insurance policy that offers long-term care access. So imagine someone buying a $250,000 life insurance policy, and then that policy will allow uh, you to draw off of that death benefit if you need nursing care. So it's a really, uh, the nice thing about that is uh, we all know we're either going to need nursing care or we're going to die or both, right? So that policy is going to pay off at some point. Hmm. Uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, that money just kind of going to nothing. Um, the other option is there are a lot of investment uh, places that you can save your money like annuities. Uh, and let's say it's paying a monthly income to you. If you need nursing care, um, some of these annuities have uh, options built in where that income can increase up to even doubling. Um, now, that's probably not going to cover the entire cost of nursing care, but really what we try and do with a lot of clients now is we're just trying to help reduce the risk and try to avoid spending a lot of money on insurance. And so there are a number of different areas that have been created um, that are you know unique and I think innovative in the last five or 10 years. Um, and so if this is, uh, if long-term care is, a, is an area that you do not yet have a solution, it's definitely a great time to talk to to a comprehensive planner uh, because you want someone who not only knows what these options are, but you also want someone who understands how it fits into your overall plan. So that's a great example of a reason that we would definitely encourage you to take advantage of our five-step retirement review. And to get started, all you have to do is call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's available at absolutely no cost and no obligation if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement. The number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Just mention the Save Your Retirement radio show to take advantage of the spots we've set aside specifically for listeners of today's show by calling 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak. Alongside that number is 803-9-RETIRE. Or as you're looking at your phone, if you just want to punch those numbers in, 803-973-8473. That's 803 803- Nine seven three eighty four seventy three. Pat, we've been talking about the cost of long-term care, healthcare costs. We know these things can put a dent in our finances if we haven't planned for it, but there are other areas that can sneak up on us a little bit as well, things like taxes. Let's talk a little bit about how important tax planning is for retirement. Well, yeah, I mean, the two things I would say about this, Jen, is for most people, taxes are going to be the biggest bill that you have, you know, just just even just income taxes, not considering the, you know, various, I don't know, dozens or mm-hmm. <laughs> hundreds right. of taxes that we pay every year. So that, that, of course, makes it worthwhile for planning. But the other item that I always like to mention, because a lot of times I see people kind of scratching their heads when I talk about this, Jen, and the reason that I think that's kind of interesting is take a typical situation where you you work for 30 or 40 years and then you retire and let's say you're working for a salary. Well, you're getting paid your salary, you know, every other week or twice a month or what have you. You get your W-2 at the end of the year and you're just trying to balance out how much you made and how much was withheld for taxes. Mm-hmm. But you really have no say over, you know, how much tax you pay, right? And, you know, other than deductions and things like that. Uh, but retirement is totally different. You know, when we talk about, you know, sometimes we have clients that have – 
maybe it's a married couple, they have two two social security payments, maybe they have one pension, they have a couple of IRAs, they have some Roth IRAs, maybe they have some other investments. Well, you can create that income from any combination of all those accounts. And what that really means is you have a lot of control over your taxable income and how that comes in. And um, so that can be tremendously valuable to do some proactive planning and to give some thought to how that's going to happen. And I always use the example of most of our clients fall into the 12% bracket in retirement or the 22% bracket. Well, man, if you were going to be up in the 22%, if we can get you down in the 12% bracket, that's an awesome tax savings. Hmm. And so that's well worth talking to someone who understands how to do that type of planning. Pat, what can you tell us about what's known as the widow's penalty? Well, that's a that actually goes perfectly along with the example I just used, Jen. Um, the idea here is when you are married, um, your brackets uh, allow for a lot more income to come in at a lower tax bracket. So uh, take an example of a married couple and we're able to do planning and get them just underneath the 22% bracket into the 12% bracket. Well, 12% is a pretty darn good place to be as far as income taxes. But if one of those spouses passes away, all of a sudden now, the amount of income you can earn in a bracket gets much, much smaller. And we see this all the time, Jen. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, think of think of how difficult it is when you lose a spouse. Um, mm-hmm. Unbelievably emotional. Uh, it's changing every single part of your life. Um, it's changing your. Uh, in addition to your daily living, now it's changing your your fi- everyday finances. And then you get to the end of the year in your tax return, you're paying more taxes mm-hmm. because now you're 12 percent bumped up to the 22 percent bracket. And so it's just another challenge if you lose a spouse. Just another thing you have to deal with. And uh, we can't change the tax laws, but again, just working with a planner that understands that difference is going to be really important because the last thing you want to do is you get to tax time the year after you lost a spouse, and then you get an unexpected tax bill. Um, So we want to make sure that we're proactive, and obviously you've had enough challenges in your life when you lose a spouse. We don't want to have unfortunate tax consequences piled on top of that. So, Pat, how often should couples go over their tax strategy in retirement with their financial advisor and or their tax professional? Yeah, I think we have a really interesting mix with our clients, uh, Jen. Some of our clients, you know, like kind of fiddling with some of their finances. Um, and so, and they know they can't do their own, you know, retirement planning, but maybe they still do their own tax return. Mm-hmm. And then we have a lot of them that work with a CPA. Um, so, so we have a mixture there. So part of that depends on, you know, whether you do your own taxes or have somebody else. Um, but the main key to remember that we're talking about here is the difference between tax preparation and tax planning. So some of the things that we do from the retirement planning perspective, some of them may have to do with this year's taxes, but a lot of times we're looking at down the road. We're trying to figure out, hey, if you've saved up 250000 or 500 or a million or more in IRAs and 401ks, somewhere, somehow, someday, somebody's paying taxes on that money. So what is the best, the smartest, the most optimal way to take that money out? And how do we build that into your retirement plan? And certainly that's not stuff you're going to be talking about every day with your spouse. And it's not what you're going to be talking about with your CPA. Your CPA is looking at how do I save you money today? And so the idea is what we really want to do is we want to have an overall long-range tax strategy for you in your retirement plan. Uh, We think with the current tax code, now is an exciting opportunity to look at proactive tax planning and see about IRAs and 401ks and Roth IRAs and uh, do you have the right mixture of all those kinds of things um, and helping you build that plan out. But certainly, if you're working with a comprehensive retirement planner, like the work that we do, Jen, uh, we're looking at that um, tax strategy on an annual basis and helping our clients make sure that they're making the moves that we believe are optimal, not only for today, but for down the road. And it's a great example of how those five areas of your plan really fit together. I always like the analogy of, of them all being puzzle pieces because they are different, but they fit together. Mm-hmm. You know, the investments are often helping generate the income, and the income is very much going to affect the taxes that you pay in retirement. So if you don't have an optimal plan for those things that doesn't fit together, call now at 803-9-RETIRE to take advantage of our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. 85% of women handle everyday expenses, but only 23% are involved in long-term financial planning. Find out why that's problematic coming up next.
Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. I'm happy to be here today alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He's the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. RetireWithPat.com is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Pat, a recent poll shows that 85% of women handle everyday expenses, but when it comes to long-term financial planning, only 23% take the lead. And I have to say the Rezac household falls right in line with that. Um, Jeff has no idea when the water bill is due or what I pay for the gas bill every month or what our groceries cost every week. That's not where he is. But then he'll come back and he'll tell me some things that he's done with the money that we have in, in other accounts. And to me, it's all very exciting. I didn't I didn't know that was over there. So <laughs> I, I guess I guess we're not alone in having this arrangement because it, it's a partnership. He takes care of part of it. I take care of part of it. But talk about why this could be problematic as we head into retirement if not everybody knows everything that's going on. Yeah, I had not seen these statistics before this discussion, Jen, and I would say if I would have had to guess for my clients, it would be like exactly what these numbers are. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely the case. It's so common that in a married couple, the woman handles the the day-to-day bills and the man handles the whatever retirement accounts or anything like that. I don't know why that happens. I will say I get a lot of couples that come in uh, maybe in their 50s or 60s and they almost apologize and they say, you know, oh, you know, the, the woman feels like she's neglecting her responsibility to understand it better. And the guy feels like, oh, I should I should have filled her in better. And in truth, you know, you would love to have more communication there, right? So that you're at least aware of what's going on and not surprised that there's an account there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing to understand is, you know, I believe in the institution of marriage and I believe that um, God puts two opposites together for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And if two people both wanted to handle the long-term finances, they would probably drive each other insane. So <laughs> so I, I try to work within that context that there's a reason for that to happen. So that's kind of a starting point. Now, coming to the specific point the question, I think probably most of our listeners can realize it's a huge, huge problem. And uh, we have uh, sometimes where the person who's the primary, it's not always the man, uh, it's I think more than half of the time, like the statistic shows, it, it is you know handling the long-term finances. So sometimes we'll have just that primary person that comes in and handles the meetings. And when we ask about that and we talk about, hey, we really want your spouse to be here, I'm happy to say most of the time it's not the man saying, oh, she doesn't need to know about it. It's actually more so the person not involved, just not wanting to get involved, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so what my encouragement would be, uh, and what we always talk about uh, with our clients is, uh, let's get together in a meeting that's not going to be so intimidating. Let's get together in a meeting where we're talking about what you're going to do in retirement, that we're talking big picture planning, what are the goal setting are there, you know, things going on with family as far as, you know, beneficiaries or people that you're concerned about financially? Are the kids doing okay? Let's have those conversations together, not a sit together for an hour and crunch numbers and look at spreadsheets, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that for a lot of people, they just don't want to do that. And uh, we've seen just a lot of value out of that because we just want the one thing that you don't want is you don't want to have no idea what's going on. And we let's take worst, worst, worst case scenario. And let's say you get taken advantage of and maybe um, there's a divorce and you don't know what there is. You don't know what to fight for or anything like that. But even in a, in a you know, uh, a situation where the marriage stays intact, of course, you don't want to be that person where your husband passes away and you have no idea what's going on with the finances. We've had a number of couples hire us, and one of their primary reasons is they know that if one of the people passes away, the surviving spouse would have absolutely no idea what to do. And so now they have a relationship with someone that they go talk to. So it's a really, really big deal. And just figuring out how you're going to address that with your family is, is a huge step. And I think the other piece of this, Pat, when we talk about the the part that a lot of women tend to handle, talk about the difference between having a handle on your monthly bills, knowing what needs to be going out every month and when things need to be paid versus understanding where your income will come from in retirement. Because you might have a handle on the bills and the budget. It doesn't mean you have an income plan, right? That's right. It's a small piece of it. I mean, to build the income plan, we need to know what the bills are. We need to know how much you need coming in. But that's all. That's the only part of it that it affects. Um, your income in retirement, for most people, is going to be massively different than when you're working because the source is different, the amount is different, the tax withholding is different. All of that's going to be different. So 
it's a great first step if you're handling the bills, but then we also really want you to, it's not about knowing every nitty gritty detail uh, because most couples have one detail person and one big picture person. Uh, it's another part of the opposites <laughs> that I've found that's, that's quite interesting. And I think for our benefit, uh, but also uh, it's just a matter of understanding the big picture of what we're doing and where we're going. And I think, Jen, the biggest part of that isn't knowing the, the specific numbers, it's the peace of mind. It's knowing there's a plan, knowing that there is gonna be money coming in I mean, that's what most of us want, right? It's not about, you know, worrying about the, the specific dollar amount on in the bank account. It's about knowing that there's money coming in to be able to do the things you want to do. So, Pat, what should a, a woman do if she doesn't think her concerns are being addressed by an advisor or she just wants to make sure she's not in the dark when it comes to the, the financial situation of her household? Well, I think um, there's a couple different scenarios potentially there, Jen. You know, if you are kind of a do-it-yourselfer household and you're not involved, which means your spouse is the only one doing it, you know, I think there needs to be a discussion there about understanding, you know, what the plan is. Uh, and if there's any pushback whatsoever, I think the, the best approach is to uh, talk to a retirement planner. Um, and if you are already dealing with a financial professional, if you don't feel like you're being uh, addressed properly by them, and Jen, and I, I, I can tell you that, you know, before I even started at 22 years old, my mom told me when my parents met with their old advisor, the advisor only talked to my dad. And oh, by the way, my mom passed the CPA exam and was an accountant <laughs> and she knew finances really well. So um, I thank goodness I learned that at 22 years old. So I know um, that both people in a, uh, in a married couple are important and need to be addressed. But if you're dealing with a professional, it's only dealing with half of a couple, that's just a huge red flag. And so you need to find a retirement planner that's going to work with you. If you like our approach, obviously, we offer you the opportunity to meet with us. Ask your friends. Find someone. And again, you're not just looking for any financial professional. You're looking for a retirement planner, and that's a big difference. Um, an easy way to get started and find out if we're a fit for you, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer you our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation by getting started at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Pat, how valuable is a second opinion when it comes to your retirement plan? Well, Jen, I think it can be uh, life-changing. Um, it, it, of course, it depends on where you stand. It depends on your circumstances. Uh, it depends on if you have a planner right now and if you have someone who um, is doing a great job for you already. There's a lot of factors there. Um, you know, I was talking with a um, new client um, just a few days ago, and uh, unfortunately, they were diagnosed with prostate cancer, and uh, he was telling me of just a really tough situation with his initial doctor and kind of walking out feeling hopeless. And, you know, just with some research and finding uh, another uh, medical staff and doctor um, out of state, a literal night and day shift in the outlook. And now they feel like um, they have tremendous opportunity for a recovery. And so it's a great analogy, I think, when you think about and when you're dealing with your health, you're dealing with your life, right? And uh, certainly when you're dealing with your finances, it's a s simple phrase, but you only get one shot at it, right? So if you're not 100% sure that your financial professional is doing the absolute best job for you, well, the beauty of uh, our system and, you know, like the way that we work is we give you an opportunity to sit down with us for an hour and just talk and kind of see where you're at. And there is zero cost. There's zero pressure. Uh, with the last thing that we have any interest in doing as a mature company is trying to pressure someone into working with us. We want to make absolutely sure that we're a great fit for you and you're a great fit for us. But a lot of companies will give you an opportunity to sit down for an hour. So get a second opinion. Make sure that you have the right person and the right plan for you. Pat, why is it important to work with someone on this, and especially if we're getting a second opinion, that it's someone who focuses on retirement? Well, I will first say, Jen, that I may be slightly biased in this answer, right? Because <laughs> uh, that's what that's what we do, um, and that's what we love to do. But um, this is a really big deal, and the reason is, is there are hundreds of thousands of financial professionals in the United States of all various uh, degrees of what they do. The vast majority of finance in America is what we call accumulation, and that is just it comes from you know IRAs and four hundred one ks being created in the seventies and eighties 
80s and all of a sudden mutual funds took off and you know the investing world took off and you have CNBC and you have Jim Cramer yelling and screaming at the TV and all those kinds of things and it's become you know financial entertainment but the vast majority of uh, advisors are just helping you grow your money and that's a worthy goal it's important uh, but that is for I always say there's three phases of your financial life there's the accumulation phase and that's where I always say you want to put blinders on in your 20s 30s and 40s you just want to plow as much money away as you can don't worry about you know whether the market goes up or down that day just keep socking it away socking it away that's the first phase the third phase is when you are actually fully retired so let's say 65 and beyond and that's when now your number one job is to create income off of that nest egg and to preserve it for as long as possible for most people they're not going to just flip a switch right you're not going to just accumulate turn 65, retire, get the gold watch, and then turn on income. (laughs) For most of us, Mm -hmm. there's a transitionary time in the middle. And that's when you go from the accumulation professional advice being the critical thing to now the retirement planner is the critical thing. And, you know, we could rattle off all kinds of reasons for that. But today's show is a perfect example of that. An accumulation advisor is not going to understand all the various reasons why a married couple needs to think about, you know, survivorship and what happens if the husband passes away first. They're going to be thinking about accumulating the nest egg as long as as much as possible and then generating income. But these little differences between accumulating money in your 40s versus creating income in a tax advantaged way in your 60s and 70s can be the difference between tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. And so I think there's enormous value in working with a retirement planner. So, Pat, let's circle back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the show. I found a prudential financial report that said 46% of women in their 50s who are married and in two-income households are at risk of being unable to maintain their standard of living in retirement. It's kind of a surprising group who is at risk heading into retirement. So what can women do if they're not sure how to maintain their current lifestyle when they retire or if something happens to their husband? Well, if you're not sure... Um, then the key is that you need to ask some questions. And you can do that in a nice way, right? You don't have to get into a fight or anything like that. But let's find out. Do you have a plan? Is there a plan in place? Uh, the vast majority of Americans don't have a plan. So it's not the time to be accusatory or anything like that of your spouse. But let's find out if there's a plan in place. Do you have an income plan? Um, do we know how you're going to generate income in retirement? And then specific to today's topic, is that plan comprehensive? Does it consider protecting your lifestyle for inflation? Does it consider longevity? And then does it consider what would happen if one of the two of you passes away? Um, These are all steps that are vital so that you can lay your head down at night and have peace of mind to know that you're going to be okay. And that's what most of us want. And that's what we try and do at Preservation Specialists. And that's why we offer an hour of our time at absolutely no cost and no obligation. To get started, call 803-9-RETIRE. We call it our five-step retirement review. It's available to you today if you call 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Or if you are looking at your phone and you just want to hear the numbers, 803 973 8473. That's 803-973-8473. Be sure to tune in again next week. You'll hear more insights from Pat then. I'm Jen Rizak. We're so glad you spent some time with us here today, and we hope you have a great week. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialists is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc., both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.